This is I Am Robert A. Brown Ministries. The following is a recent Sunday morning message given by Pastor Robert Brown. We're going to be coming out of Matthew 24 and 1. Somebody say hallelujah. All right, let me set this up for you. Amen. Um, this is at the end of Jesus's um, uh, public ministry. Amen. He is talking to his disciples. Amen. Chapter 23. Amen. He was condemning the religious leaders of that day uh, for uh, being prideful and not leading the people towards God, but uh, leading the people more towards themselves. Amen. And hallelujah. And we find ourselves, and this is part of the Olivet, uh, no, and it's not a part of Olivet Discourse. Well, yeah, the rest of this is a part of the Olivet Discourse, not this first uh, verse, but as we get into it. Amen. Glory to God. So this is Jesus speaking to his disciples at the end of his public ministry. Okay, here we go. Hallelujah. And he says, and Jesus went out and departed from the temple and his disciples came to him for to show him the buildings of the temple. Hallelujah. Give me a second here. Amen. And Jesus said unto them, See ye not all these things? Verily I say unto you, There shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. Verse 3 says, And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? Verse 4 says, And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed, to, take heed that no man deceive you. Verse 5, For many shall come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and shall deceive many. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And verse six says, and ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled for all these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Verse seven says, for nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in diverse places. And these are the beginning of sorrows. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Saints here, Christ is describing to his disciples um, specifically the uh, destruction of the temple. The temple was the central place of worship at that point in time. Amen. Glory to God. Originally, the temple had the Ark of the Covenant, which represented the presence of God. Hallelujah. When the uh, Israelites were uh, and specifically when the uh, the nation of Judah was taken away by Nebuchadnezzar and the Babylonians. Amen. The Ark of the Covenant disappeared. Why is that important? Amen. Because it represented the presence of God. Hallelujah. So now we have the temple. Amen. And Jesus Amen. Coming to the end of his public ministry and being God incarnate. Hallelujah. When he's in the temple. Amen. He is the 
He is the substance or the reality what the Ark of the Covenant pointed to. So now that he is leaving the temple for the final time and ending his public ministry, it is the presence of God leaving the temple. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And he is foretelling to his disciples, amen, that this temple will no longer be in existence. Amen. And uh, historians tell us, amen, like I said, in AD 70, the temple would be destroyed and the church would be scattered. So here Jesus is um, warning his disciples of future events concerning the nation of Israel. Hallelujah. But it also has some information that is pertinent to us as modern day believers. We are dealing with this worldwide health crisis, hallelujah, and we live in the last days, amen. Now, if you, as you've heard me say week after week, amen, God did not send, amen, hallelujah, this COVID-19, amen, glory to God, but it is purely a sign of the times of man's choice to live independent of God in the Garden of Eden, and for the millennium after that, hallelujah, it just, hallelujah, world declines in hallelujah it's um glory to god it declines in its quality of life over time amen the further we get away from god hallelujah hallelujah god never intended it for, for there to be sickness or disease amen but this is a result of man's choice to live apart from god hallelujah and even when we attempt to be religious hallelujah glory to god hallelujah as god as jesus was talking to the religious leaders in chapter 23 the uh, chapter before this amen it falls short of the glory of god hallelujah there is no church without god hallelujah and they were attempting to have uh, religious activities and a religious system, hallelujah, without God, hallelujah. When they denied Jesus, hallelujah, they were denying Father God, hallelujah, and thus that which they was doing was empty, amen. So the, the time of uh, how things were done was coming to an end, and we live in these last days, hallelujah, with the time of how we're doing things is coming to an end hallelujah this world with war and crime and 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 rape and murder amen and sickness and disease hallelujah is coming to a close amen and god is trying to prepare us amen hallelujah for something so much better so with that said hallelujah glory to god our message today is called the sign of the times the sign of the times now this message is not to make us feel scared amen but to take seriously the words of jesus amen and realize where we are amen during this church age we are at the end of the church age amen and we especially we as christians amen and as opposed to being afraid for god's not giving us the spirit of fear but of power love and a sound mind we should be hallelujah fully aware of what's going on and what is our role at this time hallelujah but before we can do that amen we need some encouragement hallelujah from the lord for ourselves hallelujah glory to god and he's going to do that today sign of the time so we should feel uplifted amen after this message today but we have to deal with some things that are a little challenging amen glory to god so join me in prayer amen as i ask for god to lead me and speak through me amen today hallelujah that he might feed us all amen 
Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father God, we come before in the matchless name of Jesus and we come to the point of the point of the service, Lord God, where we need a word from you. You are the preacher. You are the teacher. Preach today. Teach today like never before. I decrease that you might increase in me. Hallelujah. Have your way today. Feed your people. Feed yours truly as well. We thank you today. We praise you in Jesus name. Amen and amen. The sign of the times. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Let's move on. Hallelujah. Saints, let's get some context regarding this passage of scripture. Amen. We, we're going to we're going to lay down some foundations of how we should view this passage of scripture I just read. OK. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So the context for Matthew 24 verses one through eight, the, we're going to deal with the who, the what, the where, the when, the why of Jesus's discourse. OK. Hallelujah. So the first point we need to look at is this passage of scripture was not written to the church, but to the Jews. Now, I've preached this message before in the past, before greater revelation. I've heard many messages preached on this passage. Amen. And was substituting uh, the Jews for the church. Amen. This message. Amen. Was specifically for the Jews. This book was written to the Jews. Okay. That's point number one. Amen. I know we believe that everything in the New, New Testament part of the Bible, amen, is written specifically to the church. This was written to the Jews. We can benefit from Matthew, obviously, but it was written to the Jews. Amen. Point number two, Matthew wrote his gospel to a Jewish audience. When Matthew, uh, one of the original 12 disciples, wrote this book, he wrote it with the intent of it going to a Jewish audience. So there are things in this book, amen, that pertain only to the Jews. I know that's hard to understand, amen, and I've been reading this all my life, and I'm a Christian all these years, but this book wasn't written to you. Yes, we can benefit from this book. There are many things we can draw from this book, amen, holiday, and the Holy Spirit ultimately, amen, wanted us to read it and to, to get things out of it, amen, certainly, amen, there's scriptures I quote from it all the time, hallelujah, but when it was written, the intent of Matthew was to, hallelujah, have this be a message to the Jews, hallelujah, of his day, amen, Matthew, and one of the uh, confirmations is, it, is that Matthew, hallelujah, uh, has 96 Old Testament quotes within it, now, if we think about it during that time, all right, the Jews were the people of God at that time. There was no church. The church did not exist during the life of Jesus. All right. So Matthew did not put those Old Testament quotes for we the Gentiles. And there was no church that existed yet. When we would not have read that. We, we, we would not have had an interest in it, all right? Those 96 quotes, amen, of the Old Testament here in Matthew were for his Jewish audience who he intended the book to be written for, okay? Hallelujah. I know I'm messing with some people's theology right now. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I don't, I don't mean to get you angry, amen, but just to explain to you what is going on here. Hallelujah. Point number three, Jesus was speaking of the destruction of the temple 
and the sign of the times. And I dealt with that a little bit already. The temple was the central place of worship for the Jews at that time. Amen. Now they had a temple, amen, before Jesus came on the scene that had no presence of God. And they had a holy of holies, but no ark of the covenant. When Jesus entered into the temple, amen, and it was the fulfillment of prophecy, amen, and he being God was God coming back into the temple. So now Jesus is ending his public ministry, no longer to enter into the temple, amen, after he rebuked the religious leaders of their day for leading the people astray, amen, hallelujah, and now he's preparing his disciples for the temple's eventual destruction, amen, Hallelujah. And for the Jewish people to come into a new age. Amen. There would be many that would come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, but by and large, most of them would reject the Messiah. Okay. Hallelujah. Point number four, Jesus was preparing his disciples for the events that would take place in Israel, as well as gave them a glimpse of end time events. Amen. So the, the things that pertain to Israel and the eventual destruction of the temple by the uh, Roman Empire, hallelujah, was specific for the Jews, amen. Yes, we can learn things from it from a historical standpoint, amen. When did the temple get destroyed, amen, hallelujah, but uh, hallelujah. But those things concerning the temple in, in, in Israel of that day in the first century AD have nothing to do with what we're dealing with right now hallelujah glory to god the next point in blue jesus did prophesy things that would affect the future church the church that did not exist at the time the church like i said before so it's those things hallelujah that jesus spoke about the future that we want to really focus in on because that's where we're living right now in the end times and our last point here in burgundy on the bottom as modern believers, we will focus on those things that pertain to us with regard to the end time events. So as I just said, hallelujah, we're going to grasp and glean from this the things that pertain to us now. Amen. So Jesus was talking about things that would ha happen in the near future. Amen. To the disciples and the nation of Israel. And he was also talking about things that would happen during the end times right now hallelujah and we're going to focus on those things that are going to happen that that he prophesied that are happening right now hopefully everybody's with me amen you understand where i'm coming from hallelujah glory to god amen let's move on all right so what is the sign of our times what what, what can we get out of this as modern day christians all right what what is the sign hallelujah glory to god Thank you, Jesus. Let me stop for a second. Jesus was the sign of his day. The, 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 the Jews of his time were kept asking him for a sign, hallelujah, as opposed to looking at his life, amen, as the sign, hallelujah, glory to God. But then, hallelujah, he did warn them in other places, amen, in the gospels, amen, that there would be signs of his return, amen, glory to God. Let's move on. Let's look at what is the sign of our times. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So here we're going to compare uh, the verses from Matthew 24. And I'm going to, and, and the bottom in yellow, amen, we have some scriptures to kind of answer uh, what's happening there in Matthew 24, amen, that will help us as modern day Christians. So once again, at the top are the scriptures uh, a few of the scriptures that I read already, amen, and on the bottom are scriptures for us as modern-day believers where we can draw comfort from, all right? 
So Jesus went on to say to them, uh, as we read Matthew 24 at the top again, he said, for many shall come in my name saying, I am the Christ and shall deceive many. So here Jesus was uh, warning disciples of false Christ coming on the scene. Amen. You and I have heard of many people who claim to be Christ. Amen. We have David Koresh. Uh, we, we've had other guys who came on the scene who were types of antichrist. Amen. Glory to God. But all in all, he was warning the disciples that people would try to come and deceive them that they were Christ. Amen. But let's look at how we should look at it from a modern Christian day point of view from 1 Thessalonians 4.16. Hallelujah. This is Paul speaking to the church at Thessalonica. He says, for the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. Amen. Let's stop there for a second. Amen. If someone says they are Christ and they're living out in the desert or they're living out, hallelujah, in, 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 in the boondocks, some far out place. Amen. They're here on the physical earth. Right away, we can tell that they are not the Christ returning for his church because here the Lord says in 1 Thessalonians 4.16, he shall descend from heaven. So Jesus is coming from heaven, amen, in his return from his church. He is not going to be here on earth, amen, during this time in some, some physical place. He's coming for his church from heaven. So we can debunk these, these false Christ, amen, that are walking on the earth right now, hallelujah, as being Christ, amen, glory to God, because, hallelujah, he said he's coming from heaven. There have been many that have been fooled by these false Christs over the years, amen, these people claiming to be Christ. I remember back in the day, amen, when I was witnessing to my friends, Amen. And one of them said to me, well, what if you're Christ? Amen. And, and, and I knew enough even at that time, amen, in my uh, early 20s, amen, that hallelujah, what the scripture said, amen. And I wasn't silly enough to think I'm Christ, amen. But something as innocent as that, hallelujah, them saying that to me is very dangerous. Hallelujah. Christ is coming from heaven. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Sometimes people get caught up and think they are the Christ. We are the children of Christ. We are we are we are Christians. We we have we bear his name. Amen. Glory to God. But he's coming from heaven to come and hallelujah. Uh, redeem these bodies. Amen. Glory to God. So I won't go on and read the rest for night right now. Amen. Glory to God. So Hallelujah. That's our answer as modern day Christians. Amen. So Christ is not on the earth right now. Somebody gets on the TV. Hallelujah. And says that they're Christ. Amen. They are a false Christ. And we as Christians. Amen. Hallelujah. Should have an understanding about that. That Christ is coming from heaven to get his church. Okay. He's not here on the earth right now. All right. Next. Hallelujah. Jesus said in verse 20, 24 and ver, uh, um, chapter 24, verse six, he says, and ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars and see that ye and see that ye be not troubled. Now, so that's something we can we can take as well, not just his disciples of that day. But when we hear of wars and rumors of wars, we should not let our hearts be troubled. Hallelujah. What, God, what did he say in John um, 14? He said, let not your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Amen. Hallelujah. My, in my father's house, there are many mansions. Amen. If it were not so, I would not have told you. Amen. Hallelujah. So we are not to have our hearts be troubled. Amen. Saints, as much an audience, as much as we hear the, the negativity on the news and um, from um, 
all type of sources. Amen. As a modern day Christian, we are not to let our hearts be troubled. Amen. When I personally am watching the news and feel negativity or fear trying to grasp me, it's time for me to turn it off. God does not want us to be ignorant, amen, but as you feel your emotions becoming negative, it's time to turn it off, amen. Many, you, many of you are adults out there. I know there are children watching as well. As an adult, you can make the choice whatever you choose to to make amen this is not me trying to control you this is me trying to offer you advice that god gave me when it gets too negative it's time to turn it off all right so that our hearts be not troubled is it god's will for your heart to be troubled is it god's will for you to be afraid and fearful right now is is that what god really wants for us no as you heard me say before god's not given us the spirit of fear so it's not his will for us to have our hearts troubled right now. Amen. Let me read on. Amen. He said, for all these things must come to pass. What we are experiencing right now must come to pass before the return of Jesus Christ. Let me put it this way. If the world was doing well and everything was hunky-dory and everybody was just blessed and good and this was utopia, amen, why, why would we need a Savior? Amen. The world is declining in its quality of life. Amen. And it to, to, to be quite honest with you, amen, even when we have a blessed day personally, somewhere, someone in the world is suffering. Something terrible is going on in the world, even when we're in church, praising the Lord. Even as I'm preaching to you right now, somewhere in the world, someone and many people are going through difficult times. Because that's the world we live in. This is a fallen world. This is not heaven. You know, the question goes about a lot. If God is love, how could he allow all this to go on in the world? Amen. This is not the world that God intended. And God will come back and rescue those that are his followers. Amen. And this is why it's important for uh, for you, if you don't know Jesus, and you will get an opportunity later, amen, hallelujah, to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. The most important thing, amen, right now is to receive Jesus, hallelujah. You want to be ready for all these things, amen, and I've been a part of a lot of messages, and I've preached to myself about the church being ready, amen, hallelujah. The church is ready, hallelujah, those that sincerely believe in Jesus Christ, amen, and his work of grace that was completed at the cross are ready for his return amen hallelujah the thing that we can do amen a little bit better amen hallelujah is to understand that it's by grace that we've been saved amen hallelujah it's a gift of god it's not of our own works amen hallelujah and that hallelujah it's our job not to uh try to make the world moral amen and and keep emphasizing on them becoming more moral amen but to realize that they are righteously bankrupt and are incapable of walking in a moral uh, state, hallelujah. And our job is merely to share with them the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, amen, that he died to pay for all their sins and to offer them, hallelujah, salvation, amen, through him. That's our job, amen, hallelujah. That's how we could be more ready, hallelujah. Our, our fates 
are, are sealed. We're going to heaven, amen, with Jesus, amen. And then we will return with him, hallelujah, at some point here on the earth, hallelujah. But our jobs are to know and be at peace about our destiny, amen, and to offer it to others who don't know the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me move on. Hallelujah. Let me begin again. And you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars and see that your hearts not be troubled. I dealt with that. For all these things must come to pass as I, I dealt with that as well. But the end is not yet. All right. We, we don't know when Jesus is coming back, but we, it, Jesus wants us to do, uh, to, to, to be leaders and to, Hallelujah. Be confident in our ultimate destiny. Amen. And to share the gospel with as many people as we can. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Let me see what the, uh, the Christian response should be. The modern day Christian. Amen. We're going to go to Romans 11:25 at the bottom of the page. Amen. The New Living Translation. This is Paul speaking to the church at Rome. He says, I want you to understand this mystery. Amen. Dear brothers and sisters, so that, she, so that you will not feel proud about yourselves. Amen. That's one of our weaknesses as a church. Amen. Talking about worldwide church. We get pride in ourselves. Amen. We get pride in how much we fast. We get pride in how much we pray. We get proud of how much we're saved. Amen. Hallelujah. It's not about what we did. It's about what Christ did at the cross. Okay. Hallelujah. It says some of, some of the people of Israel have, have hard hearts. But this will last only until the full number of Gentiles comes to Christ. Amen. So why is this not the end yet? Amen. It is God's will that as many Gentiles, a Gentile is a non-Jew. Amen. Hallelujah. Come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ before he returns. Now, when that happens, none of us know. Amen. And anybody says they know how exactly the, the, uh, when that is, they are not telling the truth. Amen. Hallelujah. But it's not the end yet because God wants as many Gentiles or non-Jews to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ before he returns. God would have that all would be saved and that none would be lost. Amen. Now we know, amen, from uh, our scriptures that everyone's not going to get saved because oh, everybody's not going to receive him. That's going to be their will. Amen. But we want to see as many people get saved as possible. And that is God's will. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And then Paul goes on in the same chapter to talk about how uh, Israel will be saved one day. Amen. Glory to God. So if I have some Jewish um, audience members there, there is hope for you in Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. He is the Messiah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's move on. Uh, Jesus goes on in verse 7 to say, For nation shall rise against nation. Haven't we heard of things like this? Amen. Uh, wars. Hallelujah. And kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famines. Amen. Or a lack of food. Amen. We've seen all those commercials. Amen. Where our hearts are, uh, are, are, are pulled. Amen. By the images we see on the screen of uh, young children starving. Amen. Hallelujah. Feed the children and all those things like that. Amen. That thing that's happening now. We're in the end times and pestilences. In the Greek, that's lo, lo, loimos. Hallelujah. It means plague or disease. Uh, I don't know. Have you all heard about some health crisis going on? This is what Jesus is talking about here. He's prophesying that there would be uh, 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 nation against nation and kingdom against kingdom, amen, and famines 
that I just talked about and pestilences. Amen. Hallelujah. He prophesied this over 2,000 years ago. This doesn't surprise God. He didn't say that he caused it. He said what would happen. And that's what we're in right now. Amen. So this is didn't catch God off guard. It's like, oh, I didn't know this was going to happen. He knew. He knew. And we read this scripture and maybe we didn't take it to heart. And now when this stuff happens, we act surprised. But he told us. And he told the disciples of his day. So we should not act surprised. Amen. Look at, yes, this is a big deal. Yes, this is something that many of us have not seen in our lifetimes. Amen. Matter of fact, the world has not seen it since 1918 with the Spanish flu. Amen. But this is a big deal. But Jesus prophesied it. Amen. And earthquakes. We've heard of earthquakes. Amen. The Caribbean has suffered some earthquakes in the last couple of years. Amen. There's earthquakes in in uh, Southeast Asia, there's er earthquakes taking place all over the world, amen, in diverse places, in many different places, hallelujah. So on the bottom, what should we as modern day Christians, what should be our point of view? Hallelujah. This is from 1 Thessalonians 5 and 9, amen, the Amplified Version. Hallelujah. This is Paul speaking to the church at Thessalonica. He says, for God has not destined us to incur his wrath. That is, he did not select us to condemn us. Let's stop right there. Amen. I have done it in the past, so uh, shame on me. Amen. There's many preachers out here, hallelujah, trying to scare the church, trying to shame the church into more moral behavior. Amen. Glory to God. But here Paul tells us, amen, this writer, amen, or this, uh, the one that dictated, amen, 13 to 14 books of the New testament amen there are some that believe that luke actually wrote out what paul dictated to him that's why i said it that way hallelujah for you bible scholars hallelujah glory to god but god has not appointed us it says in the king james version to wrath amen hallelujah once we come to the saving knowledge of jesus christ we've sincerely received him as our lord and savior we do not need to fear the judgment day amen god's not appointing us to wrath so as a modern day christian Though all these things are going on around us, in particular, amen, this health crisis, amen, we are not to fear, amen. God's not judging the church. We're not to fear. We're not appointed to wrath. And see, when we speak like that, and when I used to preach like that, what it was really saying is, God, I don't know you. I'm saved, but I don't know you. And some of that is because of the teaching we received. Some of it's because we didn't understand the scriptures properly. Amen. Glory to God. So it's not to beat us up. Hallelujah. I was in that boat too. Amen. So I'm not beating you up. Amen. I was in that boat. Amen. I believe I was scared of judgment day. Amen. You need, if you're a saved, you need not fear the judgment day. If you're unsaved, you need to fear it. Amen. Glory to God. I'm going to give you an opportunity to get saved later. Amen. To receive Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. But what, 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 which, what should we be thinking? Let me finish. This is but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. That's what we were appointed to. That's what we were destined to. We were destined to receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior and to avoid the wrath of God. Why? Hallelujah. God should punish uh, sinners, right? God should, God should do all these things. Well, 
God poured out his wrath on the body of Jesus Christ. He became sin or the sin offering, and we became the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Those of us that have received Jesus as our Lord and Savior. Amen. So we're not to fear judgment day. Amen. We're not appointed to wrath or the anger of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah for that. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Because for many years, amen, hallelujah, I was fearing, amen, hallelujah, judgment day. I was saved. I was an a, a ordained preacher, and I was fearing judgment day. It's like, oh, when God sees some of the things I did in my life, he's going to get me. I didn't understand the cross. Amen. I'm messing with some of your theologies right now. But God is better than we knew. God is better than we knew. Understanding the cross, that how much Jesus took on our behalf, you should be saying hallelujah. I'm not talking about fantasy land, amen. This is this fantasy land is what we look on the TV behind me, amen. Glory to God. We're talking about Jesus. He took the wrath that was meant for you and for, uh, for, for you and for me. My God. Let's move on. Let's move on. Said so all these things are the beginning of sorrows. So what we're going through is the beginning of sorrows that Jesus prophesied about when he was talking to his disciples. We shouldn't be surprised. He wrote it in the book for us to know. So these are things that as modern day Christians, we could read Matthew 24 and get an understanding from those things that are meant for the church throughout uh, the millennium. Hallelujah. Since Christ, uh, the 2000 years, the two, uh, two millenniums. Hallelujah. Since Christ, hallelujah, went back to heaven. Hallelujah. Glory to God. These are the things we can get from Matthew 24 as modern day Christians. Amen. Glory to God. The, 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 the foretelling of end time events, and we live in the end times. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. I'm, I'm going to take us on a little tangent here because I, I believe the Lord is leading me this way. Amen. Hallelujah. There are. Uh, you, everybody's heard the scripture. A thousand years is as a day and a day is as a thousand years to the Lord. Amen. Glory to God. There are. Seven thousand year blocks of time that God has spoken about in scripture. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Now the seventh day will be the millennial kingdom when Christ physically rules on the earth. Amen. Hallelujah. And everything that will be the utopia. Amen. That we're all trying to, to, to get to through our political process, which is impossible. And I, I'm not beating up the uh, political leaders of this day. It's just that how can a man or woman that is imperfect and sinful create utopia or the perfect society we cannot amen glory to god yes vote that's your that's your right vote do all that i'm not anti-voting go ahead i'm, I'm gonna vote too amen glory to god but i have an understanding that even when i vote we're not going to have the perfect fair society with no racism and no wars and no crime and no poverty and no, the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. I, I'm not under that illusion, amen. I know that perfect society will come when Jesus comes on the earth. So that will happen during the millennial period, amen, which is the seventh day. But right now, 
our current point, we're living in the sixth day. Amen. Sixth is the number of man. We're living in the sixth day. And we're living at the end of that sixth day. And Jesus is soon to return for his church. Amen. So we should be happy. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And, and, and it's caused me to have some self-evaluation too. Like, what am I holding on to? Am I holding too hard onto things on, on, on this earth? Amen. Hallelujah. Um, am I not holding it loosely enough? Now, there are things that I want and, and, and want to achieve. Amen. Before he comes back. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But if he comes back and I've not achieved those things, I'm going with him. <laughs> I'm not going to stay here. I'm going to go with him. Amen. And enjoy our Lord and Savior for all eternity. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Let's move on. Hallelujah. Now, the current health crisis we are facing is a sign of the time. So I hope you gather that from all that I've been preaching so far. So what we are going through, and I personally know people that have passed away, and I am saddened by it. So I'm not celebrating that. Amen. I'm not celebrating people suffering. I'm not celebrating that, nor is God celebrating it. Amen. But the current Health crisis is a sign of the times that Jesus is soon to return. Amen. He is, and I want that to really be real to you. He is soon to return. Amen. So we joy in that, that he's soon to return. We don't joy in people dying and people suffering, and neither is God. Hallelujah. What, what happened, amen, with Jesus? Amen. The shortest scripture in, uh, in the Bible. Amen. Hallelujah. Where it says Jesus wept. Amen. Hallelujah. When Lazarus amen, uh, passed away, amen, and he spoke to, uh, to uh, Mary, so Jesus weeped, she said, Lord, if you had been here, and Jesus weeped, amen, even though he knew he was about to raise him up, amen, hallelujah, so it doesn't make you unspiritual to be saddened by people passing away, it makes you human, it makes you compassionate, amen, it makes you godly, amen, Jesus weeped, amen, hallelujah, I weep, I, I, I feel saddened when people suffer, amen, glory to God, hallelujah, for the world's sake, I wish that they get a vaccine, amen? That's, that's my prayer. I pray they get a vaccine, amen, because I don't like to see people suffer, amen? Glory to God. But we as Christians, amen, see this as a sign of the times that our Lord is soon to return, and we can rejoice at that, amen? Glory to God. Hallelujah. So as a born-again believer in Christ, how can we have hope during these challenging times? What? Brother Pastor, what is a practical way that we can have hope? How can we have hope? Amen. There's death around us. There's people suffering. People can't work. Uh, maybe you're not working. I'm not working personally right now. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I thank God for his grace. Hallelujah. That I'm still getting paid right now. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But there are, there are difficulties going on around us. How can we have hope? Well, let me tell you first and foremost, amen. We need to mature beyond happiness. Amen. Happiness is based on happenings or things, circumstances, people, places, and things, amen, and learn to, uh, to, uh, to have joy from within, amen, from God. Now, joy from a biblical standpoint is thankfulness for grace, amen, hallelujah. So to put it all together, I can have joy when I'm thankful to God for his work of grace at the cross, 
whereby I'm forgiven of all my sins, past, present, and future, and I am guaranteed heaven. That should bring you joy. Amen. Hallelujah. And that all the 3,500 promises of the Bible are yours through Jesus Christ. That should bring you joy. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It is those of us who are not in that understanding that lack joy or become victims of uh, the circumstances of life. Amen. Glory to God. We, hallelujah, are he, uh, seated in heavenly places with Christ. What that means is, hallelujah, that Christ, hallelujah, now at the right hand of God, hallelujah, represents us. Hallelujah. As born again believers. Amen. He is the head of the new human race. Amen. Hallelujah. And what it says is that man through Jesus Christ now has authority to be above. Amen. These base earthly things. Amen. Glory to God. So that some of you who know how I pray uh, on Tuesday nights where I'm declaring things, I'm declaring things from a from a place, from a legal position that I'm, I'm seated in heavenly places with Christ. He's given us the promises. I declare those promises instead of begging him for the promises that are already mine. Amen. Hallelujah. And not knowing the authority that I have now as a born again believer being seated in heavenly places with him. I declare those promises out. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Not in my name, but in his name. Amen. I just got off of it a little bit. Amen. Let's move on. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, the time is going by quickly. So what can we do during these challenging times? Amen. We're going to go back to First Thessalonians. Amen. Chapter 13. We're going to read from the Amplified Version. Amen. Hallelujah. Let me set this up real quick. Amen. Thessalonica was in an area of, called Macedonia back in the first century. Amen. Um, hallelujah. And um, Paul ministered there, amen, it was a new church, amen, he was writing them, amen, to encourage them, they were very immature in their understanding, and at that time, they, they didn't understand why their loved ones who were saved, amen, were dying, amen, before Jesus came back to get them, and also they were, um, they lacked understanding as far as um, that you did not have to be perfect in your life to go to heaven. Amen. That's what many of us think as modern day Christians that hallelujah, we're building up some, a point system and know that if our, uh, our good, our good deeds outweigh our bad deeds, then we're going to heaven. That that's not the cross. Amen. That that's saying that the cross was not enough, that your good deeds have to outweigh your bad deeds. Amen. That that's just like every other religion of the world. Amen. Christianity is a relationship. Amen. And we receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior and he lives inside of us now. Now we're going to heaven based on what he did and our uh, belief in him and what he did. Amen. Not based on our works. Amen. So now, for example, I've fasted today so I can be prepared for you guys and I can teach. Amen. But there's no power in the fasting. My power is in my time spent with God and in his word. Amen. And as a result of that, I deem that more important than me eating breakfast before I came before you. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So if you want to keep on fasting fast, but don't see that as your good deeds outweighing your bad deeds in order for you to get points in order to go to heaven. That's not Christianity. Amen. Glory to God. And that's some of the things that Jesus was warning the uh, the religious, religious, religious leaders of his day about. Amen. Let's go on. Amen. Now that I've set up first Thessalonians. So this is a young church that was not mature in their walk earlier in the scripture. He was warning them about sexual sin. Amen. And uh, how it's not good for you as a Christian. 
Amen. And now he goes on with this. He says, now we do not want you to be uninformed. God doesn't want you to be uninformed, saints. Now we don't want you to be uninformed, believers, about those who are asleep. Amen. Amen. Or it means in death. Amen. Uh, the Holy Ghost is referring to uh, believers that have died already as being asleep because it's just a temporary state. Amen. Their, their, their bodies are in the ground or have de decayed, but uh, they are spiritually with Christ in heaven. They, are, they have no bodies right now, but they're in heaven. Amen. Glory to God. And they're alive. Amen. It's just their bodies. Amen. That are in the ground. Hallelujah. So that, hallelujah, so that you will not grieve for them as others do who have no hope beyond this present life. We as Christians have a hope beyond this present life that those of us that have loved ones that were saved and passed on before us, hallelujah, yes, naturally we're going to grieve and be saddened, amen, but ultimately we should come to the point where we have hope because we know we're going to see them again because they're with the Lord. Amen. So I don't want to invalidate your feelings of grief or, or sadness or loss. Amen. But I do want to have you be infused with hope by the scripture that you will see your lost loved ones that were saved again. And that's what the scripture is saying here. Amen. Glory to God. Because they didn't understand how their they thought Jesus was coming back then. And they didn't understand how their loved ones could die before he came back. Amen. So Paul is encouraging them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, so that you will not grieve for them as others do. So he said, as the world does, like they will never see them again, who have no hope beyond this present life. Next verse. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, that's the crux of the Christian religion, that you have to believe that Jesus died and then rose again. Amen. If he did not rise again, amen, then our faith is in vain. We mentioned that in uh, 1 Corinthians 15, amen, in a message I did months ago, Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. The, the power of his resurrection. Amen. Hallelujah. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, as in fact he did, even so God in the same way by raising them from the dead will bring with him those believers who have fallen asleep in Jesus. Now he's speaking about when Jesus comes back to, to get his church. Amen. Hallelujah. He's going to bring back the believers that died before us with him. Amen. Verse 15. Amen. For we say this to you. By the Lord's own word. So Paul is not speaking from his opinion here. He is speaking from what the Lord spoke to him. Amen. This is the Lord's own words. So it should give us a guarantee. It should give us a confidence. Amen. Of what he's about to say. Hallelujah. That we who are still alive and remain. Amen. Hallelujah. So those of us who are still alive during these last days. Amen. Hallelujah. When Jesus returns until the coming of the Lord will in no way proceed into his presence. Those believers who have fallen asleep in death. Amen. So in other words, they will come with him. They will precede us. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And being with the Lord. Amen. Glory to God. They're already with him in heaven. Absent of absence of the absent from the body present with the Lord. They're with him right now. Hallelujah. But we're talking about the Lord's return for his church. Amen. Verse 16. Amen. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven. Amen. He's not just sending angels. The Lord himself will come down. We read this scripture earlier. Amen. Hallelujah. Today. Amen. Jesus himself will come down. Amen. He's not on the earth already. He will come down. Amen. This is how we can hallelujah, uh, uh, reject. Amen. These false Jesuses uh, on the earth right now. Hallelujah. With a shout of command. Amen. In ancient uh 
uh, Israelite history, amen, when the trumpet blew, it meant for all the, all the people of Israel to gather together, amen. And in this case, amen, there will be a trumpet sound for the saints of God, hallelujah, the church, amen, to, to be gathered together, amen, hallelujah, hallelujah, with a shout of command, with the voice of an archangel and the blast of the trumpet of God and the dead in Christ will rise first. Those that we have lost that were saved will rise from the dead first. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So those that you lost, those that you love, those that were in Christ, amen, those that we cried about, those, amen, that we were in anguish about, amen, that died in Christ will rise first. Hallelujah. Can you see your loved ones being, hallelujah, raised from the dead? Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, what a glorious day we have to look forward to, saints. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Let's move on. Amen. Then we who are alive. Amen. Let's stop here. Hallelujah. And remain on the earth. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I've preached a message. You've heard a message about be ready. Be ready. You better be ready for the return of the Lord. Amen. Did Paul put any of that in the criteria right here in scripture? He says, then we who are alive. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This denotes a great Grace, hallelujah, involved in the rapture, amen, glory to God. Those of you who have been working hard to be saved like I used to, amen, glory to God, hallelujah, to earn God's approval, well, guess what? You have it already, amen. Then we who are alive, hallelujah, and remain, amen. Some of us believe that some will be left behind that are saved, and there was a movie about that, hallelujah, glory to God. But is it scriptural, hallelujah? It says, then we who are alive and remain, Remain, amen. So if you are saved, hallelujah. And yes, God wants you to live right, amen, for your own health and well-being, hallelujah. But if you are struggling in your walk, amen, glory to God, hallelujah, you will be raptured as well. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We have put shackles on people that struggle in their Christian walk. I've done it. So I'm not here to beat you up. It's time to set them free. Amen. Hallelujah. People will become more moral. And yes, God wants us to live morally or to bear fruit of the spirit when they come into a better understanding how they've been forgiven at the cross. Amen. And the grace of God that's necessary to be active in their lives. Amen. It's impossible to live as a Christian. Only Christ can live the Christian life, and he lives it through us by way of the Holy Spirit. What did Paul say? I'm crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. What he was saying there, amen, is that it is the Spirit of Christ that lives inside of us when we allow him, when we have an understanding that lives the moral life through us. He bears the fruit of the Spirit, but we can't bear fruit unless we're connected to the vine. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And it's that fruit that will draw others to Christ. Amen. God made a garden full of trees with wonderful fruit. And they, Adam and Eve, were drawn to the beautiful fruit in the same way. Amen. Jesus was hung on a tree. <laughs> Woo, 
Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And when we realize that he wrote when he was died and rose from the dead. Amen. And we're connected to him and we allow his Holy Spirit. Amen. To have free course in us. Then the spirit bears fruit through us and that fruit draws others to us and we point those others to Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. So then we who are alive and remain. Amen. We say hallelujah on that. will simultaneously. Oh, my God. Be caught up or raptured together with them, them that were the righteous dead. Amen. Hallelujah. That have been raised. Amen. And resurrected. Uh, together with them, the resurrected ones in the clouds. Where would Jesus be? In the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will always be with the Lord. Saints, heaven is not Toyland or Six Six Flags or Disneyland. Amen. It does have uh, uh, um, streets of gold. Amen. Hallelujah. And and, and precious jewels built into its foundation and, and, and things of that nature. Amen. It's, it's wonderful. Amen. And there's there's a place for us there. Uh, Jesus said in my house, uh, in my father's house, there's many mansions. Amen. Or many rooms or places that we will be able to dwell. Amen. Glory to God. But heaven's more about being with Christ for all eternity. Hell is more about being separated from Christ for all eternity. That's heaven. Being with Christ for all eternity. The greatest person that's ever walked the earth. The, the person who splits time. Amen. Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Let's go on. Hallelujah. Therefore, comfort and encourage one another with these words concerning our reunion with believers who have died. Amen. God wants us comforted. What's going on with this health crisis, amen, is a sign of the times. It's a sign that Jesus is soon to return for his church. And if you were nervous about whether you were going to go to heaven, amen, during his return, hopefully this message today encouraged you, amen, that he's coming for you, even in your struggles, even in your challenges, amen. I'm not telling you God is pleased with your struggles. Yes, it's his will that you would be delivered from him, but it does not disqualify you from going to heaven because heaven was never about any of us on the earth earning our way there. It was about the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Glory to God. Your past does not factor into you going to heaven. Amen. Hallelujah. What factors in is did you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior to pay for your, all your sins? Do you believe that he rose from the dead as evidence that Father God accepted, amen, his sacrifice for our sins? That's how we're ready. And then we also, we spread this good news by bearing fruit, being good, being good and being kind, being gentle, being patient, being people of faith. Hallelujah. We let our light so shine before men that they see our good works and glorify our Father who art in heaven. Amen. Hallelujah. This is, hallelujah, how we should be. We should be comforted. We should be encouraged by the return, by the soon return of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I'm done. God bless you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Friends, if you were impacted by this message about Jesus Christ and want to receive his love and forgiveness, say these words with me. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Please forgive me of all sins, transgressions, and iniquities. I believe you died to pay the penalty for all my sins, past, present, and future. I believe you rose from the dead as the evidence 
that Father God accepted your sacrifice for my sins. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Friends, if you said that prayer sincerely, you are saved and one day going to heaven. So God bless you. God loves you. And go on with the Lord, Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for joining us at I Am Robert A. Brown Ministries. We hope the message blessed you and unveiled the love of Christ to you in a greater way. God bless.